This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast now in our fifth season looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Benjamin Bloom and you are tuned in to this, the flagship show available each and every week on audio for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or more of football conversation. Make your Monday a Blue Monday. I'm tempted to leave the bit on where there was a flagrant attempt to put me off doing the intro. But Mikey Smith, professionalism is, and that is, welcome, Mikey Smith. Hello. Uh, Yeah, it's nice to be on the other side. I think this is my first appearance as a guest for, well, probably nine months or so. Do you feel welcome? Uh, Yeah, I do feel. I feel very welcome in your your hands, Ben. Not weird. <laughs> Richard Stuart Woodward Foot. in the battle of the hosts. We're all hosts. We're all, yeah. we're all, we're all, all hosts in this together. High school musical. Richard, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah. I, I was going to introduce, do the intro as well. We, we kind of, yeah. Um, and then Mikey pipped one in just at the last minute as well, didn't he? So, yeah, this is going to be, we're all going to be interrupting each other or asking each other questions. We're going to go nowhere, but um, I'm looking forward to it. The, the main, the three main hostage people right <laughs> here. Why have you said Can't that? go wrong. Why, why have you used Can't the word, for God's sake? Go it's all right. It's all right, Twitter Ben. Tomorrow. Enjoy it's Twitter. fine. As long as, as long as nobody tweets stat, because he won't listen. Oh, okay. So he won't know. Yeah, but you might listen to that like this much, the first Oh, uh, no, 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 he, he wouldn't. He no, wouldn't. he no. wouldn't. And Ipswich wouldn't be playing Wickham on October the 12th because once again, um, Paul Lambert alluded, Richard, in his press conference um, that this one's going to be called off. Um, we get the usual very black and white opinions on this. We've discussed it before, so I'll phrase it a bit differently, Richard. Um, is this just going to be par for the course now for the season? Every international break, we're going to take the weekend off. Are people overreacting, especially given... 
the reserve teams in the EFL leasing and sadly uh, Berry no longer being with us and those two extra little breaks. Um, and Wickham are very high up in the table and playing very well. Um, your views on this one, Richard? We had a, a big old long discussion about this actually on the midweek show and I didn't get the chance to stick my opinion in there because um, being a host, as you know, Ben and Mikey, um, you're there to facilitate <laughs> I'm here to bring people together with their You're opinion. You're there to shit stir today, no. by the sounds of it, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I'm loving this. This is great. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I would I would encourage everyone to listen to last week's uh, midweek show um, to hear more about that. No, that's a joke. Um, I, I, th- I um, with Stat on this one, me and Stat agree with, about momentum. Play the fixtures. The squad's big enough. We have no excuses. The nature of the players that are going out for, for international duty are they are replaceable. I don't think there's anyone in the team apart from maybe the forwards who are where we don't have an abundance of options. I think the the Lambert interview was about Norwood and giving him a chance to get some rest because he's got, I think he's carrying an injury. Um, so if that's the the reason I can kind of understand that if Keane isn't ready either, but I'm going to be a bit bored and I hate international breaks anyway. If every time one comes up, we're going to sit it out and use under 20s or under 21s football to kind of justify it. I, I'm all about playing the games, getting them out the window, getting out the way, sorry, and not having a, a pile up at some point in the in the in the winter, which no one wants either. So, yeah, I'm I'm a bit annoyed about it, Ben, to be honest. Mikey, uh, I quite like having the international break because then when my colleagues who support clubs in higher divisions come over to say, "Oh, who are you playing this weekend?" when um, or yeah so they say who are you playing this weekend when it's the international break it's a bit of a dig I can say well actually we've got too many internationals in our squad to play I quite enjoy being able to do that and also it didn't turn out too badly after the last one um, and I don't think we should be playing any games when there's obviously going to be periods of the season where we don't have all of our best players but why play why not play games when we don't have to basically God, finally got my words out there that's that's just where i stand on it i know that it's not a popular opinion but it didn't seem to do us any harm last time it gives the players a little bit of a rest when else are they going to get it and also fix your pile up in the winter sounds all right to me well also i think um the longer you can keep the squad fully fit and keep this rotation thing going the less likely you are to pick up the injuries in the first place but we will see. The only thing that's annoyed me slightly, um, well, uh, among the many things that annoyed me on the Ipswich Town Twitter in the last week, but that's just that's just reading the Ipswich Town Twitter, is people saying, still arguing, that missing the last one was a bad decision, despite the fact that we now have a fully fit squad and we haven't lost any of the games and we've only conceded one goal in them. You can't turn back time and say the hypothetical thing that might have happened would have actually... You can do that about the future, but you can't, you know... But there you go. I'm sure it's going to happen all season. Something that happened on Tuesday night in um, Derbyshire on the A6, which I'm sure you two are going to be itching to talk about. Um, so lots of allegedly's and um, on suspicion of, please. Richard's already shaking his head. Former Ipswich lone star um, carried us for periods of that season. Tom Lawrence had a lovely old time on a Derby um, County jolly, but decided um, allegedly to... Um, drive his uh, Range Rover Sport with club captain Richard Keogh in the back and 
if you believe some of the stories, Jaden Bogle may be in tow. Not Jaden Bogle, sorry. Allegedly, Jaden Bogle has nothing to do with any of this whatsoever. <laughs> oh, he came thanks. back. <laughs> we'll take that Legally, down. we must. Mason know. Bennett. <laughs> Jaden Bogle's a lovely guy. Great guy. Yeah. Um, absolutely nothing to do with any of this. Anyway, Tom Lawrence in a lot of bother, Mikey. Um out of the firing line this weekend. Um, just as a general point, um, because we have kind of got the Ipswich link and it's the story we've been talking about, what should happen to um, Tom Lawrence and Mason Bennett? And does their um, status as um, privileged individuals, football players, actually make any difference? Uh, well, the thing is, is that in a, we'd say... If if I did it, I would get sacked. I would but, in my job because I have a yeah. You would as well. Yeah. And, DBS, yeah. And I and I would as well, and it'd be pretty hard getting to my office from where I live without a car anyway. Right. Um, but you can't. If you sack these footballers, then they're free agents, and they'll just find another club. Somebody else will have them, and they'll get a big signing on fee. They might even earn slightly more money. Um, that one doesn't really work. Does Koku suspend them? That makes it harder for the team, but I think that's probably. I think the chairman's just got to. He's just got to suspend them for a long time, ban them. I don't know from first team squads for the next six weeks or something like that, and really make them learn the lesson the the hard way. Obviously, Keo is certainly going to find out the hard way. And let's not forget, although he wasn't driving, getting into the car with people that you know that you that you know are drunk. Is something that you shouldn't do either. And he's club captain. And he's quite hard, allegedly, though, Michael. Well, okay, but he's a club captain, and he should be thinking about the younger players. What, like, what are you doing? I I can't believe that other Derby players didn't say, "Don't do this." What you, what you thinking? Um, And as for Tom Lawrence, yeah, he did carry us for large parts of that season under Mick McCarthy, and he scored some brilliant goals for us. But he was a petulant little tit for a lot of it as well. <laughs> Constantly picking up bookings for descent, including he got a over 10, meaningless, he? a meaningless Ooh. booking yeah. um, in the Brighton game before the the derby away at Carrow Road when he was the focal point of our team. Um, I never met him, but a friend of mine met him on a night out and said, how did Ipswich get on today? And he said, I don't care. Um, I'm only here to score goals. And that was, I mean, that's, that's just tittle-tattle, I suppose. But it doesn't sound like he's a particularly good egg and it doesn't sound like he's grown up by the sounds of it either. Richard, you look like you have absolutely no desire to talk about this whatsoever. Oh, I, I had, I've got a different angle to it, I guess, Ben, and it's the, it's the Derby County angle. Um, I just want to chuck in there that Richard Keogh was an Ipswich Town ball boy once upon a time. So there's another link into <laughs> and, it if we needed one. And I wanted to just add in that Jaden Bogle has nothing to do with Ipswich or any of this whatsoever. <laughs> I'm just going to repeat that yes. right now. Go ahead. And his lawyers. Um, <laughs> the mind Bogles. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I guess the, the immediate thing that came to mind is is what does it say about Derby County as a club, a club that has been seeking to get promotion for the last God knows how many, 10 years or what have you, is in the press, in the football press for creative ways of funding 
effectively out out spending financial fair play say stadium sales and all that kind of stuff wayne rooney's strange transfer that is due to um happen in january and lampard comes in last season does okay still they don't go up but i just wonder what the attitude is around derby county at the moment where this kind of thing is acceptable and i'm pretty certain that the league will have there'll have to be some kind of repercussions for derby because of the nature of what has happened you know this is they're a, a big club in the championship and they should be setting an example for the community and this kind of stuff just doesn't fly and and i suspect derby might be in trouble as well as those individual players mm, interesting and we must just add that um the players were arrested on suspicion nothing has been um mm. nothing has happened yet and um but to mikey made a no really more. a really good point about um the players being sacked or released or what have you. The nature of football is that these will be prize assets that will be able to do a job for other clubs, despite the stigma. We've seen it before. I'm I'm, I'm thinking of at least three examples I can think of of players who have maybe even served time. Lee have gone Hughes. on. Lee Hughes is a you know Jay is the Evans. one. Yeah, um, the goal- goalkeeper who went to Plymouth as well. It was at Plymouth. Yeah. No, that's it. Um, so football clubs will overlook that, um, and I don't and and I think. That's why kind of sacking them as much as in normal walks of life is what you would absolutely do. It just seems unreasonable that they they can find themselves in a good position having gone through that. So um, plenty more, I think, of of legal stuff to happen there. So let's not make too many comments too uh, too early. But not a great situation at all. Not I think good. we can agree. And just for the last time, Jaden Bogle, absolutely nothing to do <laughs> with any of this. He went home at eight o'clock with everybody else. Um, Richard James Norwood came out on Thursday and said ahead of this game um, as an ex-Tranmere player that he would not be celebrating were he to score a goal. Now, spoiler alert, he's not going to score a goal. But um, why did he come out and say this before the game? I think that is a <laughs> an own goal, Ben, I think, um, in the in the kind of PR stakes. Um, but it did cause both Stat and I to run a nice thread of um, I'm not scoring or I'm not celebrating reaction GIFs because <laughs> the club were obviously willing to put a WWE-related GIF out if he did score. Um, I just think, I, th- I think this, this is a trend that I thought we'd got over. Maybe last season I thought was the last of the kind of, oh, I'm not celebrating. And I just think it's tedious. And if it were me, I'd expect our, our players who come back and score against us to celebrate. I'm not going to get too excited about it. They don't play for us anymore. Um, and I just thought that given he's fostered so much goodwill, um, I know he respects Tradmere, and I guess you know that's the primary factor behind it, but it just seems really tedious. And actually, don't talk about it. Just score the goal and then don't celebrate. And he he, he, was, he was asked about it though, wasn't he? I, I, was he? He didn't just. I don't think he just came out with it. I think I think he was asked if if you score, will you celebrate? And he said he wouldn't. Um, so have we made something out of a non-story? Is that what you're suggesting, Mikey? Well, no. I mean, it, well, it is a non-story now because he didn't score. But, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> um, but um, to say, oh, why, why bring it up? I think he, I think he was asked. Um, I don't think he's just. Yeah, sorry. I was, to be fair, I wasn't accusing him of. Listen, guys, I know you haven't <laughs> yeah. asked me this, but I'm not. Repeat, not going to celebrate. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> played in Germany. <laughs> Champions League. <laughs> Off we go to Portman Road, though, with um, you two pleasant, pleasant, you two pleasant gentlemen present. There we go. I've got out of that. Jaden Bogle wasn't there. He was in um, Derby playing against Birmingham. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you on sure? On the bench, hundred percent on that one. And he, he wasn't. He wasn't at all leggy. He didn't get cramp or anything like that. And he like wouldn't that. have even been the best right back in the damn stadium, would he? Hey, Mikey. Um, no, absolutely his, not. 
here's your team. No more 4-4 in 2 here. Um, the 3-5-2 um, makes the start here. Um, Holly in goal. Wilson, Skews and Chambers, your back three. Kane, Vincent Young and Luke Garber, the wing backs. Um, you have Downs and Nolan who are sitting with Judge ahead. Norwood and Jackson up front. Um, we had a little bit of a discussion on the WhatsApp group, Mikey. Um, how close is this to actually the best 11 players? Um, give me your give me your thoughts on that 11. Uh, well, yeah, I'd, I'd say that it's probably the closest we've had to our best 11 so far this season. Um, I think we're all... We were all looking forward to seeing Skews drop into that position because that's been the only may, the only possible criticism of the back three system is that we don't really have a passer in there. And as Joe mentions, Wolfenden's fairly good at it, but it's not it's not his natural game. And Skews has got much better in the air over the last few years as well. So on paper, it makes perfect sense. Nolan and Downs has also got maybe a bit more balance than Skews and Downs. Skews and Downs and is maybe Mikey, a little bit a negative of, at home. It's a way of having a midfield team getting another one to, in without having to drop Skews as well, isn't it? Yeah, and we also managed to play all those midfielders and not play Judge out on the wing, which is also a positive. Um, yeah, I really like the look of that team. I think Wolfenden um, is a better defender than... Well, he's a better, he's a better player than Wilson. I'm just going to come out and say it now, but Perhaps Lambert was giving him a rest. Perhaps it was also looking at the the number forty five for Tranmere. Was it is it Payne? Um, yeah. He's a he's a big bloke. So maybe they thought let's let's give Wilson a go against them because Wilson's a bit of a monster himself. Rich. Yeah, I I think what we saw at MK Dons is is and, and this plays out actually later on in the game is having Scoose in that three does allow us to change that back to a four if we wanted to as well. So there is flexibility there. Um, no surprises, I guess, that Norwood comes in as well, having um, sat out at Gillingham um, for a front two. So yeah, I think that's that's it. And you, and I mean, no strikers on the bench yesterday. But you kind of see a lot of options there to change it. Dazelle can come on, Hughes can come on, as they as um, the latter did. And and yeah, I, I, I guess the only the main talking point, I guess, as as Mikey's alluded to, is is Wolfenden um, sitting out over Wilson. But otherwise, yeah, pretty happy with that team. You make a really good point about being able to change without a sub, because not only have you got Skews who can do the Christian Bellic or um, thing that he used to do for Charlton and come to midfield, you've got Garbett who can play all the way down that yep. left-hand side. You've got Vincent mm. Young who could then Vincent, come play left-back yeah. if if you needed to as well. So you can kind of get in. You've got Alan Judge who could go and play out on the wing as well there, guys. Well, and I think Wilson and Chambers could play right-back if needed as well. So there's like... Yeah, I'd say that was the one drawback, actually, of that back three is that Chambers moves from the central position. I think he's in a three. He's much more comfortable being the middle of the three. Which is really interesting, um, Mikey, because I saw QPR last week and they have the midfielder in the back three. It's Jeff Cameron and they play mm. him on the side. So you could play. Yeah, you could play. But Jeff Cameron is a big bulking American guy who's really good in the air. So, yeah, um, but I think I think Skews is decent enough in the air. Now, I've noticed that he's he's actually started going up into the box for corners as well recently, which is something that he never did previously, despite being six foot one or six foot whatever he is. Um, so, despite this looking good on on paper, um, I wasn't at the game. I get the impression from you guys that um, it didn't transmit to looking that good on the pitch. Um, Mikey, you're going to do the first goal. So, Rich, can you just tell us how it was leading up to that half hour mark and how that system kind of bedded in? 
it had a, it had a similar feel to Doncaster a few weeks back. Um, we were very patient with the ball. Um, I, I was um, going to drop in there about this three at the back. So actually, when we're in a, when we have possession, it's a very wide three. Chambers and um, and Wilson took a very wide positions to try and give options to to find and expose different um, angles to to get the ball forward. But we just didn't create a huge amount of chances. Better and and Tranmere were o- okay actually on the ball. Um, fairly positive, but again, it was just a lack of real clear-cut um, sights at goal. Um, I think the first effort was possibly downs on 13 minutes. I think there's a, a judge gets in behind, pulls it back to the edge of the box. I think downs who uh, gets on the end of it and just goes over the bar. But that was the first real sight of goal at 30 minutes. And otherwise, it had just been possession um, going back and forth and not a huge amount to talk about, to be honest. So the goal was kind of blessed relief, frankly, from what could have been quite a turgid first half. Blessed relief. What a goal. Yeah, so, on the Sabbath day. 30, you look like Randy Jackson with that. You know, on American Idol with the big whatever they're advertising. Uh, yeah, I'm not sponsored. Sorry. Coca-Cola glass. Yeah, it's me. a Euro 2020 uh, Germany versus Slovakia uh, celebratory cup. Euro 2020 sorry, hasn't happened yet. Uh, Euro 2016. Apologies. Ah, there you go. It's a cup um, from the sorry. future. <laughs> yeah. You can celebrate the future and cancel an international breaks. Um here we go, Mikey. 35th minute. Luke Garbutt, ridiculous free game. Has anyone seen what the XG of this was? <laughs> it's got to be like 0.03 at least or something, hasn't it? Well, I hope Mikey's going to talk about the, the wall construction in the build-up. Go ahead, Mikey. Oh, yeah, nice one, Rich. Um, I, was, I was actually going to take it back a little bit further and say this was the first time that we saw Vincent Young drive forward with the ball and we saw his sort of trademark Left, left foot step over and then driving in inwards into space and he almost set Judge up Judge had a reasonable shot uh, that was charged down and then yeah the Tramway player handballed it but it was 30 stupid yards that, out wasn't it? It was um, he really doesn't need, it's a really stupid free kick by the way he's, he's has no need to stick his hand down there at all yeah and, I mean and the fact that the goal comes from it is yeah yeah makes it worse sorry um but yeah the, so Garvey is 30 yards out and you think Usually it's a little bit frustrating when you see a player strike a free kick from that far out, unless they're actually they're just going to leather it. Um, but it was really, really blowing a hoolie, as they say, at Portman Road on Saturday, which gives him a little bit of an advantage because it gives you more of an option to go around the wall. Um, and it can also add a little bit of pace to the ball and you can send it in the direction you want it to go. Um, I'm sure Dave Diamond would be able to talk to you all about how he... How he aims his um, seven do, iron do, down the left straight... side of the fairway, and it will bend yeah, it in. Yeah. He would do a straight um, run up to that and set, sell the kick. People wouldn't know where to put the wall because <laughs> you didn't know which foot he's gonna he's gonna hit it with. Like he's like Ronnie O'Sullivan. <laughs> Go ahead, Mikey. Sorry. So so yeah, Garbutt steps up thirty yards out, and he's hit it. And the technique that he used is sort of a cross between Mark Venus and Jamie Clapham, where he's he's absolutely smashed it, but with curve, and it has gone. From where I was sitting, it looked like it actually went around the wall um, to the left-hand side, but he put so much whip on it that it's then whipped into the top right corner as he sees it. Absolutely sensational. It flew in. And honestly, that is the best free kick I've seen at Portman Road, full stop. I've thought about it, and I haven't seen a better one than that. That's going to come up in the questions. Yeah, Martin Royce scored a good one against Bradford um, a few years ago. But yeah, that was sensational. Lovely stuff. Uh, I, 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 I'll, let me talk about the wall if you want. If you want yeah, to be nerdy, you talk. You talk about the wall, Rich. Because yeah, this is this is what people build the wall. 
Bill, so what, Bill, Bill, who's going to pay for it? Well, Trammer are going to pay Bogle. for it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first time that um, Davies in the Tramier goal, I think. Uh, he has a bad game, um, Ben. This is not a good day for the Tramier goalkeeper. And it takes them about 30 seconds to a minute to figure out what they're going to do. He changes his mind a few times which side he's going to be. Eventually he settles on, I'm going to put the wall on one side, on the right-hand side post, which Garber ends up hitting over the top of, and I'll stand the other side and leave it open. But there was a total disconnect between the defenders and the keeper what they were going to do and I think Garbutt to be fair to him it's just a brilliantly placed free kit it's, it's got power as Mikey says um, and and but in the end I, I, it made me think the keeper doesn't really know what he's doing here and, it, and he looked a little bit unsettled and thankfully Garbutt it didn't matter because he hit it so well but I it just introduced to me a little bit of doubt in the, in the defence do you remember that and, uh, guy on he, used a, on... play, he used to play for Leon, Janino Pernambucana or whatever? Oh, wow, yeah. It reminded yeah. me of the way he used to take them, where you're not outright blasting them, but you're still curling them, but they still really fly as well. Um, Mikey, sorry, go on. Well, he, uh, Janino quite often used the knuckleball technique, which Pirlo later said that he worked out when he was sitting on the toilet one day. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, yeah, oh, very tenuous. I was just going to say that was the first goal that went into the brand new blue and white oh, net. Yeah, yeah. Will there be any better than that at that end? Lovely stuff. Um, our own Joe Fares had tweeted out that the magic number regarding the possible clean sheet record was 47 minutes. So let's take you to minute 39, Richard. <laughs> and yeah. um, Stefan Payne. Am I right? Is Stefan Payne a Paul Hurst guy? Did he play for Shrewsbury? Ooh. I'll look it up while you're, while you're talking about this goal, but I'm sure he did, didn't he? Um, anyway. Um, he, was, he was crap. Well, let's talk about this goal because yeah, there's well, a lot of crap involved in this. It's goal. on the score sheet, though, Mikey. Um, I mean, this this starts with Chambers. I have to talk about this. It's a long ball forward um, from left back down the line to Chambers, oh, and Chambers is um, being marshaled by Mullen, but under not a huge amount of pressure. There'd actually been a similar situation um, a few minutes earlier, and Wilson had done, on the other side had controlled the ball out for a throw in, and Chambers kind of thinks. I can do that as well. But actually what he does instead is control it into the pitch, plays it into the path of Mullen who runs it on. We're a little bit short at the back. Wilson Be- gets back and lunges in. Because dives in really badly. Um, it's Wilson possibly. On, on the first, um, as soon as Chambers touches it, there's two mistakes within like one second, Rich. Because yeah. Chambers touches it and then Skews dives in. So two of your defenders are gone and then Garbert runs for the hills inside and leaves a huge gap outside. Anyway, continue. Yeah, we're all over the shot. I... I mean, uh, to be fair to Chambers, the mistake is bad, but we do have an opportunity to to get things back under control. But as you say, our positioning is all over the place. People diving after the ball. Um, Mullins finds pain. Um, he feeds out a wide to Dan's, who's in absolute acres at this point, as you say. He plays it down the right. To, I'm, I think it's Caprice. I just have, it's a reference back to the 90s that is uh, is in my mind now. But let's say it's Caprice. Tony Adams could tell you, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, do the lawyers need to get involved in that no, one? No, no, that's no, fine. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, continue. Um, so, yeah, Caprice drops the shoulder, beats Garber, I think. Bogle wasn't born. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's like, yeah. And, um, and I, I don't know where to go with that, Ben. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to plough plow through. <laughs> like Tramir um, did. Yeah, and and the cross from Caprice goes across just, uh, right in front of the goal, and this is there's Holly Wilson, Scoose all in the way, and of all of the people it falls to, it's Payne. It basically hits him and goes into the corner of the goal, and it's a pretty crappy goal. And what is more is 
is you kind of felt that we were fortunate to be one nil up on the balance of how the game had gone. It was it was a fairly even first half. So you take the one nil lead and you think, well, this is this is us now. We we hold on to these kind of leads and, and win one nil and we hold on for the rest of the match. But um, this game resets it all and and um, is a bit of a disappointment. But it's such a crap goal to concede with so many opportunities to to avoid it happening altogether. Which is one mistake and then everyone's trying yeah, to cover so the first much, yeah. mistake leading to another to another to another and then away you go so we get to half time and um this change of shape when does this occur Mikey? So the, the, the the change of shape actually i first noticed it um immediately after garbert's goal i don't okay. know whether it happened slightly before or not but i think it was um, the end was the end of the half i think that's yeah i'd agree with that mikey like five minutes before yeah around the goal yeah well i know yeah i know what did he do i noticed it straight away so skews came into into midfield um and at first i thought judge had sort of gone out onto the right um and nolan on the left but then it sort of changed very much into a a diamond uh, as as it went on but yeah so skews into midfield um vincent young and garbert as fullbacks um and then yeah nolan on the left yeah and then actually it ended up being downs kind of on the right with judge uh, at the tip and skews at the base of the diamond and yeah. straight after half time um ipswich back into the lead mikey on 48 minutes caden jackson yeah absolutely so um this was another free kick um from garbert fully <laughs> Do you think this was an attempted knuckleball, Mikey? We talk, we mentioned the knuckleball already. Uh, or did no, he mean, I, does he mean I, to do this? I think he meant to drill it hard and low um, because there, I don't think there was even a wall for this one, was there? It was that no, far it was out. Two, it was two players, I think, but quite clear into the goal, not near the free Which kick. under the new laws doesn't class as a wall, does it? Because you have to have three to be able to stand within one metre of it. Carry on. There we go. And, and he's just gone to leather it and obviously they'd spotted that the keeper wasn't particularly good and he actually slips as he hits it but still got decent amount of power onto it uh garbert got a a fair bit of power onto it davies spills it and it was actually norwood that followed up quicker i watched norwood and jackson were both very sharp both reacted to it very quickly but norwood sort of gets bundled over and i think as davies has gone to reach to try and get it he's just pushed it even better into the path of jackson he just smashes it in and runs off celebrating absolutely buzzing and Norwood was probably a little bit gutted that he didn't get on the end of that one I think it was Judge actually Mikey rather than Norwood it, it, it was he's bundling with Jackson okay yeah well I'll have, an, I'll have another look I'll, but I'll take your word for it I'm in the north stand and, it, and it's Judge who's the one who's celebrating with Jackson to start with as well but yeah it doesn't I matter it doesn't really because I, the way I saw it was Norwood was still on the ground when that happened oh possibly I might be wrong yeah we're all right. Semantics. Everybody's <laughs> right. Semantics. So two. It's, nice, it's a nice thing to disagree over, though, isn't it? Yeah, petty things, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> who, I meant more who doesn't scoring, score the goal. Who doesn't score? Two yeah. one just after half time. Um, Rich, how does the how does the game shake out now before the next goal? Do Ipswich then push on, or do Tranmere come back into it? Is there any threat of it going back to two two before we no, get um, um, the Nolan goal? Not really. Again, I mean, the the pattern of the second half is that Ipswich are quite relentless. I don't think it's not possession football. We're, we're actually, it's ways of attacks that, that we have. There's a, there's a really great, I mean, there's an offside goal on 58 um, 
it's Norwood who feeds George, who cuts in and has a shot. Again, the keeper spills it and Downs is there and taps it in, but he's offside. Um, Tranmere get the odd sight. And as the game goes on, especially after the next goal, they maybe are a bit more attacking. But again, I'm, not, I'm trying to think of Holy has maybe a couple of bits and pieces to do, but not much. It is, it is Ipswich, but it isn't kind of, you know, passing football. There are a few moments of Olay's that Mikey will possibly recall that where we maybe strung 10 or 15 passes together. Well, that was probably after 3 1 and Tramir had heads had gone. But it was just Ipswich. It was wave after wave after attack. And it was great to watch. It was really entertaining second half after a really crappy first half, to be fair. So take me through this goal then, Rich. 62nd minute. Um, Jackson's going to use his pace and Nolan in the right place, yeah? Yeah, so it's a, it's a great ball by Judge um, to feed Jackson. And he's got, it's a 1v2 situation for him. He's got, have, have we settled on the number six? Have we mentioned the Tramway number six, who's an absolute Christ. unit? Yeah. Enormous. What, is it Monte? 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 Month? Whoever it is. <laughs> well, um, and Nelson, he's up against the two of them. He beats the number six for pace. Cuts Monty him behind. Python, I wasn't suggesting anything else. Okay. Don't know no, why no. you're giving me that look. Mikey, Mikey sent us a WhatsApp message which early on, which he was impressed. Um, and he cuts in by Nelson. Again, keeper. This is all about the keeper. He's actually quite he's quite quickly off his line um, to try and save this. It's not a great hit from Jackson, to be honest. I don't know if he's trying to dink it or play it under the keeper. But unfortunately for the keeper, he does make the save, but it rebounds up in the air off Nelson's knee or his thigh. And Nolan, who has been freed up by the fact that Scoose is now in midfield, has an empty net to head it into, and the North Stand Pullman Road is in delirium. It's 3-1, and Ipswich, it's game over pretty much after this point. So I've, I've heard this on the commentary from Mick Mills, and Mills is arguing that when you play the three at the back, the two guys that can get forward are the wing-backs, and he would prefer it if it wasn't, if they were further back, which is strange as a full-back, and Skews is holding, and then the two midfielders can get um, forward. Um is there not a scenario, Mikey, where you can play in such a way where they can all kind of get forward at, at different times rather than it being quite so rigid? Uh, yeah, I think so. But if, if your midfielders are going to push up quite high, I think it, it just has to be. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, 
you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The the wing back that goes forward is dependent on what side of the pitch the ball is on. So it's quite simple. If the ball's going down the right-hand side, Vincent Young has license to go as far forward as he wants. But what Garbutt should then do is tuck inside and play more as a left fullback rather than a wing back. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's where I stand on it. But we were pretty much playing four four two all of the second half. Okay. Um, and finally, um, Richard's going to do this one because when I said who who wants each goal, the reply was we get one worldie each, and Mikey got to do Garbutt's one. So. Um, Kane Vincent Young finally scored well, I say finally he's only been here about five minutes but second goal in two games and he scores the goal that um, our own Joe Fares wanted him to score where we get the step overs and then we get the finish after it yeah. take it away Rich 70th but, minute and here comes Kane Vincent Young and finally uh, I, and it's earlier than I'm expecting as well I've got the Claxon for the Thomas Holy assist, albeit it's a really crap free kick that nearly goes out of play. Um, low free kick that goes out to the right hand side, and um, Vincent Young is just about aware um, that it's going that way. He he keeps it in. He's in quite a lot of space on the right hand side, um, and eventually gets. They've reset the... for the free kick to go long. They have. Right, yeah, okay. I think so. Um, and 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 he gets it actually to the eighteen, the corner of the eighteen yard box um, before anyone is kind of a. a comes to 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 stop him and at that point as as mikey's already explained we've got the the drop of the shoulder the cutting on the left hand side it gets to the kind of the um the the outside the ring outside the 18 yard box two defenders both come to him again the step over Do and then he curls him a shot in terms the of step overs per second is that the, insane, the, K, the KVY um, metric? Well, and I think it was Joe who was saying it, um, that we, we were like comparing into Vilnius, weren't we? But the Vilnius stepovers, you could see coming from a mile away. I used to, Someone joked, I remember hearing someone joke in the stand, they used to practice with a beach ball in stepovers for Vilnius. Jack's, uh, Vincent Young's um, stepovers are so rapid and he's so quick mm. on the ball as well. He's so incisive. Um, and it's a lovely finish, I think. Uh, you can't see it on the replay. I, th- I, I thought it took a little deflection but I don't think it's changing the direction too much. And it's right in the corner. And for once, the keeper actually hasn't got a huge amount of, of opportunity to save it. He's just not expecting it. And 4-1, and um, big pylon led by Norwood, who's, um, who's obviously at this point happy to celebrate other people's goals rather than his own. Lovely Ooh. stuff. Do I get to Sick. mention... Do I get to mention Denilson again? He used to do the two-footed step-overs and then could, could take it either way. Another late 90s Brazilian footballer reference for you. There you go. Um... <laughs> So, in the games I've seen this season, there's been this overriding sense that we've been winning and we've been taking the points, but there have been periods of the game where we hadn't played that well and we'd really been good in the periods where where we had. How does this one stack up, Mikey? I mean, it kind of... It it follows a very similar formula to a lot of the other games, albeit we weren't really troubled that much. I don't remember Holy making a save did he make a save rich i know we we conceded we conceded that goal quite a soft one but yeah it was it was it was pretty similar to in other games but with the strong half this time being the second half um we played in a similar fashion in the first half against milton Keynes to how we played in the second half of of this one 
Um, but for me, it was it was disappointing when we did play three at the back and we had Skews dropping back. Downs and uh, Nolan were just a little bit off it. Their passing was poor. They were quite sloppy in possession. Is that because Skews and wasn't that kind around of, that area? I don't think so. I think they were just having an off game, both yeah. of them. Um, and they weren't the only ones. Uh, Jackson was awful in the first half as well. His touch just wasn't there at all. Um, Norwood got clattered early on. His passing also wasn't great. And even Vincent Young at times, like he, his his play wasn't as good as we've, we've expected. And I actually thought it was a little bit of a shame that we didn't get to see that three at the back for longer because I think that that is potentially the way forward. But then again, we actually played our best stuff when it was just sort of blood and thunder attacking football in the second half with a 4-4-2 diamond judge sort of running around all over the place. Rich? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um I think um, I thought Jackson was probably uh, had a really great second half. I don't think anyone had a particularly good first half. I agree with Nolan, um, and um, but I think suddenly we got the second goal. Confidence grew a little bit, and people were trying to trying to do more stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it was kind of like the Shrewsbury game with the half flipped around. But I think we were better, and and the four, the four one. <laughs> Probably on the face of the 90 minutes is a little bit harsh on Tranmere, but actually they didn't contribute a huge amount in the second half. We were um, just that good. And the North Stand chanted, we're just too good for you. And we've talked about it on the pods throughout this season. This is a total example of the type of game where our players are just too good for the opposition. You know, Tranmere, let's not forget, promoted from League Two last season. They've lost their talisman to us. Um, and they just can't deal with the likes of Judge um, and um, Jackson with his pace and, and Scoose um, just quarterbacking everything as well. Vincent Young, you know, they, while he was at Colu last season, he stepped up for us in a big way. And I think it was just a case of quality telling. And it was a really enjoyable second half. As I said, having had a really crappy first half where you thought, oh, man, this could be one of the, you know, like Doncaster again. Interesting. Um, I did check out, yeah, Stefan Payne is a Paul Hurst guy. That was a Shrewsbury 2017-18 loan signing. Um, right, let's do some questions. Another Blue Monday cliche. We'll try and go through these quickly and then we won't. Um, Mikey, um, kind of following on from what you just said, this is Peter asking, with another game of two halves, is this going to be the story of the season or will Town find the formula to be on top for 90 minutes? Can I add to that? Do we need to be on top for 90 minutes? Um, my criticism has always been, can we control the game by keeping the ball? Do we actually need to? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure that we do need to at this level. And it, it's not bad practice for the championship either. But getting better off the ball, because to be, if we can find a way to control games off the ball, and I guess it might not always be pretty and we're not stringing too many passes together in the middle um, we're not opening teams up with nice passing a lot of the time, but we're not really conceding chances very much. And that's that's Mikey, the key, isn't I, it, to winning matches? Can I dive in there when you talk about the championship? Yesterday, I was at Charlton versus Leeds. That is a League One side playing potentially the best championship team. And they beat them by being better without the ball. Exactly what you just said, mm. pressing from midfield. So, uh, yeah, maybe the likes of me who want to see you know, Scott Parker, 84% possession or whatever. Maybe maybe that's uh, the difference between us and the other teams that have been, the other big clubs that have been relegated in recent seasons. Um, That that we're we're not demanding that we um, control games on the ball and play sexy football that maybe fans of other clubs have been. Hmm, Interesting. Uh, Ben 
says Richard. Do you find the team linking hands at the end to the Sir Bobby stand a bit cringe? We haven't won anything yet. Ben's words, not Jaden Bogles. <laughs> um, I, I applaud the intent behind the gesture, as in trying to um, certainly unite the play. Because it used to be Chambers was the lone wolf doing his fist bump and Nudson got involved and Scoose was a little bit embarrassed to do it. I like the idea of players and supporters having some kind of gesture together. And it's, it's really good at away games when we do that. Um, I do accept it's a little bit contrived and it's the kind of Paul Lambert, just um, um, Bristol Dortmund kind of special, isn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, Rich, we're, I, in the, we're in the, the, the age of gifts and tweets yeah. and little two second moments now, aren't we? And Yeah. And, uh, and I totally accept uh, the, Ben's suggestion that, you know, let's save it for maybe if we beat someone like Man City in the third round of the FA Cup and we do that, or we do that after winning the game that cements our promotion or something like that. Um, but I still think there is a little bit more work to do just to establish the, the the community, the club, the fans, the players all together. I don't have a problem with it too much, but maybe every week is pushing it a little bit. Rich, well, we'll take it every week because that means we're winning every week. But True. Um, you, you say... Um, Lambert got it from Borussia Dortmund, but I thought Norwich City invented this thing. <laughs> oh, you're right. No, no, you're right, Mikey. I apologies. Yeah, yeah. You've That's mentioned quite... him now, haven't you? Hey, you, you, you're on Palace, your second team. They beat Norwich, didn't they? Uh, they are. They're the team that I watch as much as Ipswich, but I don't have a second team, despite living away from Suffolk. Okay. I, I don't. I don't feel the need myself. I suspect you see more of Crystal Palace than I have Coventry, but that, I, I will leave that comment there, that veiled little uh, dig someone, there. Someone um, tweeted me this week, said, Ben, you do realise you've been to MK Dons more than you've been to Portman Road this season, because all my Ipswich games have been away games. So uh, I'm I'm the ultimate loser in this battle, aren't I? So there <laughs> Did we you go. Any, just to talk about, I, I, I don't want to just dig Norwich just for the sake of it, but, <laughs> but right, I on. thought... I thought they looked particularly poor yesterday. They've got a bit of a goalkeeping injury crisis as well, but a lot of this overplaying in bad positions. In Palace, the high presses, um, particularly the first goal where, where they won the penalty, was Norwich trying to be too clever in their own half and got caught out. So maybe a bit of schooling needed there, a little bit of humility that, you, you know, you can be Man City who are probably a little bit off it on their day, but you can't do that every week. Enough of Norwich. Um, this is at Tractor Girl 7, Rich. Um why do you think the EFL program on Quest barely mentions us, even though we're unbeaten and top of the league? I, I'll take that. Um, do they still have the championship on there as well? Yeah, well, but first, it's yeah. first hour is championship, and then the last hour is well, half an hour is League One, League Two, isn't it? I think it's there, quite good. It's quite good, Ben. You, you should you should watch it. I just watch it. It's, it's better Sky, than it used to be. If you go on the Sky website, they just show you little highlights packages, and they do it straight after the game as well. So, yeah, but they now they now have um, pundits that know a little bit about the leagues. So I don't. Sam, I upset Adam Virgo, didn't I? So um, they're pundits. <laughs> Sam Parkin. They're pundits. I've, yeah. I've, I spoke Sam to Sam Parkin. Yeah, he's quite good. He's, he's excellent on League One and League Two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's played for most of the clubs. So. <laughs> um, but in response to Tractor Girl, it's us. Amazingly, us winning at the moment is not a story. It would have no. been a story if Tramia had come here and won, and James Norwood had got a red card. But Sadly, us winning at the moment is is not a story. We're a big club for this division, and I and guess I, that's what they're going with. I think that they try to be a little bit different to match the day, and that they will try and pick the the best games or or the game. Obviously, in League One, sometimes it will be the games where they've got more than one camera as well. Um, <laughs> and yeah, but let's let's just enjoy the fact that 
although we're only on for 30 seconds, it's 30 seconds that you can actually enjoy. And I just think you don't want any prizes for highlights packages on. Well, I just think TV. It's, moving, it's moving on as well. I mean, let's not get into my feelings about TV and TV licenses, but I just think people consume. A, there's a vast number of people now that don't also wait until Saturday. I know people still do, and they'll sit down and watch match of the day. But like YouTube has got every Premier League goal from 5:15. It's insane how you can how you can consume your football now, um, Mikey. Arthur asks, is Lambert receiving enough credit in terms of his tactics? Um, seems like his brilliant work transforming the club is overshadowing the actual football side of his management. Not that that's a bad thing. Um, is is anyone who keeps winning a good tactician by, by default? Um, what, what makes a good ta- tactician and is Paul Lambert one? Um, I, I don't know because we, we do seem to look a little bit clueless at times and... But maybe that is the fact that we're changing personnel. Um, his man management is obviously very good. Um, one thing I will say tactically, he will mix it up. He will change it, even if things are going OK. Like we went 1-0 up against Tramir and he still changed it because he thought it wasn't working. And then it works out for the better. So he's obviously fairly tactically sound. Um you know more about tactics than I do, Ben. Like, well, the, where, the, where do the, you stand on it? The, the two I would say is um, the away games I've been to are Burton, where 53 minutes is early and he went to three in midfield. And for goodness sake, MK Dons, he changed it after 90 seconds when they presumably yeah. had practised um, three at the back. So, um, yeah, he, he seems to be. I mean, I just, I just remember us burying him for um, everyone in the ground seeing Steve Morrison walk onto the pitch at half time and just stand next to Miles Kenlock and Lambert kind of trot out then with his jumper on and not spot this until we were three, two down or what have you. So um, it seems a far cry from that, but um, sometimes you do wonder about the actual influence of tactics when all the players are confident and they're playing well and the team's at it. It's, it's the minuscule difference. And as you've said at Mm. this level, Rich, sometimes having (laughs) 20 players who are clearly in the better echelons of League One players helps quite a lot, doesn't it? I think he, uh, the big tick in his, in his box, which is helpful for a while, um, hopefully not too long, is he knows the division. He clearly knows how to win matches in this division, which is sometimes you just got to go for it. You know, you just stick all your attacking players on and just flood the opposition and hem them in. And the second goal, the third goal yesterday was us coming out of half time, probably on the back of a bit of a bollocking because we weren't very good and just going for it. And yeah, there's something to be said for the quality players, but there's something to be said for league one. And we've, we've all tried to make opinions and, and give predictions about how league one goes. And none of us have got it right. Every week we kind of get caught out about how simple it seems to be for us. And I would suggest that that's not fluke and that Lambert obviously knows something more than we do. And I think there's something to be said again for evolving that style as we go through the season if we want to go up and stay up in the championship. But for now, um, he's got a lot of credit in the bank. ITFC Mark says, any concern of lack of link-up play between Jackson and Norwood? Not as potent as it was in the first few games. Um, Mike, is he, is he asking too much there? Do we actually see an old-school... York and Cole, Toshak and Keegan, actual two forwards linking up anymore? Or we already mentioned how 3-5-2 might be the future. Is, um, we'll, you know, if this does does continue in this in this way, do we end up with a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3? I'm not, I'm not sure because 
Jackson did get himself quite a few chances yesterday, and that did might he get have been from himself. Though, or was this? Link- no, he was played. I don't want to hijack the question. Okay, Mark, yeah. Because he asked it, about the link-up. That's my fault. Yeah, but Tranmere were clearly man-marking James Norwood, though. That he got smashed a couple of times early on in the game, um, and every time he got the ball, he had a player really close to him, at least one. Um, it's difficult to link up when when you're in that position. Um, and there will be times as well where it just clicks and then other times when it doesn't click as much. But that, that partnership works yesterday. Norwood, you'd probably say, was a five or a six out of ten. But him being there enables Jackson to then become a seven or an eight. It, it, they don't necessarily have to work in tandem the whole time to be a successful partnership. But yeah, I suppose it is a little bit concerning that, that we're not seeing like the one-twos and the, the flick-ons and things like that. But... Tramway was very good in the air yesterday and Norwood will win his fair share in the air, flick it on for Jackson to run onto, but that wasn't really on yesterday. Hmm. One thing we I, do I, know about League One so far is that when you have an ex-player, like um, Nolan got absolutely smashed at one point against Shrewsbury, didn't he? And <laughs> Norwood, the, there's, there's the, the hatchet job still exists in League One. Anyway, sorry, Rich. I think there's a bit of a rivalry there. I, 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 um, the, the action I uh, explained, the, the Flynn Downs, offside disallowed goal Norwood is through he's got Judge on one side and Jackson on the other Jackson is in absolute acres he chooses to pass to Judge because I think Judge is going to give he thinks Judge will give him the ball back to then have the chance and I think there's there's been a few examples maybe Bolton I can remember you know these games don't matter because at this point we're three three nil up at Bolton we're probably four nil up and so the link-up player that I've seen is is them not linking up and choosing to maybe take the selfish option. As long as we're winning games and as long as each of them are scoring every now and then, I'm, I'm okay with it. But I do agree with, is it ITFC Mark? I think the, yeah. the, the thrust behind the question is, do they need to complement each other a little bit more? And I think maybe they, once they've got the kind of selfish goal-scoring um, competition out of the way, I think maybe they do need to work on that a little bit. Um Average FIFA dad has asked about the shape in the second half, which I think you've explained. Um, Tom uh, Richard says, I sense that Chambers would step aside to a coaching role if we're promoted this season. Wilson and Wolfen look like they could become an effective partnership at championship level. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd agree with that. And then you've got NCR in there as well, potentially. I think the future for Chambers and Scoose and someone, I'll try and remember which, which poll it was or who said it, but some it was you, Ben, actually saying about we need to scoot out of contract, isn't it? I think in the summer, yeah, possibly yeah, Chambers yeah. is Chambers has got a little bit longer. Um, keeping those those you just think uh, about players tactically with, minded players yeah, right? and, and experience yeah. and know how, and I think that's worthwhile keeping around. And I I'd be I'm quite keen for Chambers. He seems to love the area in the club to get a, a longer term you know post of some kind in the coaching stuff or or something like that after he finishes. And and I make um. Gab, Gabe Sutton has, has talked about phased Chambers and Scoots out as well, and it wouldn't surprise me if that happens, but not for not while we're winning in League One and not while there's a chance he can lift the trophy. I think in the Championship as well, you can always carry one. You know, like Michael Morrison, who's just gone from Birmingham to Reading. Even Liam Cooper for Leeds, I know he's a good passer, but you can always carry one stopper, but you do need in the Championship at least one of them needs to be yeah. fairly comfortable because what you're going to come up against um but good uh, on wilson sorry to just to say wilson's is 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 in the team in merit i know there's a rotation mm. stuff but graham mk don seemingly good at gillingham i thought he was okay yesterday as well i thought he he gets stuck in that's what i like about him and every time itfc under 23 plays and i flip my phone on 
Toto's either getting booked or conceding a penalty or something. So he, he might need a few more weeks to get um, up to speed. And Mikey, this is our mate Seb. Is there a chance that the goodwill around the club, combined with a strong promotion campaign, might encourage Evans to start spending again in the hope momentum could see us do a Sheffield United, Norwich or Southampton? Are we, are we getting a rolling start here? <laughs> yeah, but I, I could just see Evans... Because Lambert will be so comp if 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 we do get promoted, Lambert will be so complimentary about the the team and the players that we've got, and we've also been talking about how good our squad is. I don't think I I can't see Evans going. Go on then, Lambert. Here you go. Like buy whoever you want. It's just not going to happen. I don't think because we're still not going to be in a particularly good financial situation. Um, I'm not sure that they'll see a position that they think needs to have a massive improvement. Um, so no, I, I can't see it. And yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We, well, and <laughs> we haven't. How, Mikey, how big fans... is momentum in the championship? Just, uh, uh, you know, teams that get promoted. Let's say, let's say that you're right. Well, Mikey, that Evans doesn't spend anything. Uh, we, we maybe sign a few freebies and get a, lo- a Premier League loan or something. The fact we're winning games consistently, yeah, hypothetically for the rest of the season, does that work for maybe yeah, a few months? Or I think it does. You think? I think, you, yeah, you did Blackburn last season. Look, I always say about the championship, if you're in the second year of a two-year cycle, even if that first year was in League One, if you're in the second year of a two-year cycle, you have an advantage over a lot of teams because a lot of them are changing, you know. Uh, when we get into the... If we get into the championship, <laughs> at least six of the teams will have new managers by the point we go up and we'll be, if we go up, Jaden Vogel wasn't there. If we, you know, if we get there. So I, I think actually, I know momentum is like an intangible, but I actually think it does, um, given the level of disorganisation and chaos um, in that division. We've got to get there first. We need to can imagine, yeah. imagine tell you, tell you what at is, the start of the season what, we'd have predicted these these pods where, where did someone say about five minutes ago, oh, that goal didn't matter because we were four or, four or five up <laughs> yeah. at that point. Sorry, Mike, go on. <laughs> no, I was just going to say... Um, it is one thing that is nice at this stage of the season is to not already be looking forward to the January transfer window and the opportunity to bring players in that we desperately, desperately need. At the moment, apart from maybe maybe wanting a an out and out left back, I don't think and remember, I don't think um, we I don't Sears think really we can want well. Yeah, I don't think we can want for anyone in January. Okay, uh Jack Barham. So whose turn is it? Rich, I think, uh, says, should we sign Garber ASAP? He fits the mould of the club and his left foot is a weapon. Left foot like a traction engine. Um, Talk about Garber and I'll try and find out when his Everton contract ends. He's out of contract this summer. You already Um, know. There you go. Oh, okay. I'm pretty certain he's out of contract in the summer. And I think... The, when the signing happened, and, and I think we were told that, I was kind of expecting it to be uh, try before you buy or try before you sign him on a free. Um, so, yeah, I, I fully support signing Garbutt. Um, I think probably he's not a left-back, like defensive left-back anymore. Um, I don't think he's, he can maybe play there at a push. So he's not a, a long-term left-back solution as opposed to Mars Kenlock. I think he's an alternative, although Kenlock's not even his team anymore, is he? So um, I sign him, yeah, as long as he doesn't want 24k a week. Um, Dave asks a follow-up to my question regarding my 75-year-old dad to return to Portman Road Um, he and I this time took my 8-year-old yesterday she had an amazing time pictures with Bluey being the highlight and the game was brill again this is what we wished for right not really a question but um, 
Mikey Andy asks, is it too early to call the Fleetwood game a six-pointer? Beat them, we could open up a gap between us and third place. So Fleetwood away next week. Fleetwood are, what did you say? Third. Third. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if you could call it a six-pointer just yet because I'm not sure if if Fleetwood will will even be able to stick it out for the course of the season at the top. Indeed, we, we might not. I think it's far too early. If you think how many Saturday, Tuesday weeks there are um, over the course of the rest of the season, I don't think you can really call it a six-pointer. A big game, though, and Joey Barton's definitely going to be well up for that one. Um, and I think if we were all offered a point now before, it, we'd probably take it, wouldn't we? Take we a even point. get on the bus. Take <clears> a <throat> point. Get on the bus. Every point's a prisoner. Sold out away end as well, and it's bloody That's miles ridiculous. away. That's That's absolute. That is no normal. <laughs> it's that <laughs> it's is no normal. No normal. Is Jaden Bogle going? Um, Mrs. Nutsrich asks: Was there a queue for selfies with Marcus Evans, or was it all a bit hashtag orcs? <laughs> hashtag orcs is like onomatopoeic hashtagging because the hashtag itself is awkward and it's describing something that's awkward. I like that. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Is the suggestion from Mrs. Nuts that this was a staged photo opportunity? No. They they shuttled in some actors to <laughs> to have a photo by his car. Did you? The, the car was quite nice in the background, FYI. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a bit hashtag orcs, but at least fair play to well, Marcus Evans after the Burton game or just before the Burton game might not have had such a nice reception from Ipswich Town fans. So at least it's turned around a little bit for him, having been chanted at a Burton to get out of our club. It's uh, swung around a little bit now for him, hasn't it? Ouch. Um, he, refused, he refused to have one with me, Ben. <laughs> Did he? That's because you're six feet it's eight. Tall he would, he, yeah, yeah. He, would, he would have looked awful. Um, it's a rich man. He doesn't want to be made look like a short person, Mikey. <laughs> who has the worst ground in League One? Um, let's have a look down here. Rochdale, Accrington, God. Gillingham uh, went there the other week. Rotherham have got one of the best ones. Um, the worst, the worst one, um, Ben. You don't need to look. Is Milton Keynes because it shouldn't be there. What are you talking about? And Coventry City Stadium is also a disgrace. <laughs> it's all got very political all of a sudden. Um, but there's I, nothing worse than a a massive stadium with six thousand fans in it, is there? There wasn't six thousand fans last Tuesday, Wednesday, mm. whenever it was, was there? Yeah, six thousand Liverpool fans last Wednesday. <laughs> Goodness me, um, and the rest, six thousand six hundred. Yeah, and then all the casuals. Yeah. Mm. Um, should we sign Garbert? Da 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 da. Um, Jason asks. I'm sure it'll be another great show. Thanks. Um, <laughs> can't dispute a four-one scoreline, but is there a case to be answered for having a brute of a forward added to the current squad? Is James Norwood not a brute of a forward, Richard? I, I, I saw the question and that was my immediate thought. He's not, I guess, he's not like a Mikey Penty-Smith height, is he? So may, maybe the suggestion is we need, but Will Keane's quite tall. Um, I think we're I think we're well stocked in that department, as in the brutish strikers. In terms of Mikey's point about January, depending on how Keane's injuries go and Sears' recovery goes, we might be in the market for maybe an option there, perhaps. I don't know, but mm. I think Norwood's quite a battering ram if he wants to be. Um, Justin asks, are the pod members suffering from Stockholm Syndrome about the concept of defeat? We're so used to it that you feel it's wrong to enjoy a victory. Hashtag find a fault. Actually, I must step in here because I got called out last week. There was a question, but I wasn't on the show um, saying, do I need to like eat my words or something? Because I'd been critical or whatever. Um, <laughs> on the pod, we try and not be black and white about this. And 
if you're unbeaten and you win every game, it doesn't mean that there's nothing to talk about or nothing that you can improve on. In the same way, if you lose every game, it doesn't mean that there is um, there's nothing good that you can talk about. We try and do the whole spectrum and we try and avoid the... Um, you know when... Um, when you go on the radio and someone phones in and it's like, oh, and here we go, we've got Billy, an Ipswich fan. And the guy obviously doesn't have a clue and he looks at the league table and all he knows is the result and the league table. And that is the level of analysis that we want to get not anywhere near. So um, we're not trying to find a fault. We're just saying what we see. And, um, you know, it is possible that you can win every week, which we are at the moment, and still look to the future and, think about other stuff so um i don't I think, think if, if we recorded the pod sorry ben straight after the game we'd make after these wins we'd maybe be a bit more giddy yeah um, but we've we record them on the sunday evening we've kind of had time to take it all in and actually have a think back to to what happened and areas of potential improvement not that it makes any difference no, we're just having a chat aren't we, we and, and, chat. and also devil's been, advocate no... is exciting yeah, every and, now and then alternative if just, if we just looked at the result and went win good defeat bad draw in the middle <laughs> there's no point in the pod is there we just go <laughs> we should try that though <laughs> good evening and welcome ipswich for tranmere one good goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> see you later but um and uh, justin is of course not i think he's having a bit of fun with um hashtag find a fault but um yeah, I just wanted to defend myself from the stinging criticism I received um, last week. I've just been talking about controlling games, you know, how good size control games. But there are many ways to do that. Cardiff City control the games by stopping all the damn restarts and taking loads of throw-ins. Got promoted, we controlled the game yesterday by scoring three goals in the second half. And I don't know what the possession stats were, but I suspect it wasn't 60%, 70%. We just controlled the game by smashing them with yeah. three goals. Exactly. That works. Um, and most people think that the optimum situation is to control the game by having the ball and whilst having the ball, using it to create more and more and more chances. That, to most people, would be the optimum uh, football utopia type thing. That sounds like a very bad compilation from the 90s when Jaden Bogle <laughs> wasn't born. Um, lots of other questions here uh, from Tim. Oh, Joe's asked the naughty one. So, uh, um, do you think that Keane and Jackson may end up being our best strike partnership this season? Mikey, Richard, Mikey, Mikey. I'm going to say no. I don't. I can't see that happening, and I don't think Joe can see that happening either. Um, Goalless in, 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 September for Norwood, though. Goalless. <laughs> okay, but he wasn't. He wasn't awful, though, was he? he no, no. He, and you're right. He was targeted yesterday. Yeah, I mean the fact that he can still. Like we like nobody's calling for Norwood to be dropped, are they? To be and that's so, so what we have forgotten. Bad. Sorry, I need to jump in, Mikey, because another one-on-one missed yesterday. Another dinked yeah. finish over the keeper, which the keeper would have known about. The players <clears> that score the, the most, the players that score the most goals, are the players that get the most chances, not the ones that take every chance they get. Oh wow, get that tattooed yeah. on your arm. That's good. <laughs> Except Deep. Billy Sharp, there was a brilliant um, thing about Billy Sharp that he wouldn't even get in the positions to have a bad chance. Do you know what I mean? He was so attuned to... Mm-hmm. No, all, the only chance Sal- I get... Salah scored, Salah scored more than him last season, though, didn't he? And he gets more chances. 
I, I don't know. I don't watch. The Look how we're playing issue. devil's advocate. Discussion. <laughs> Discussion. Um, let's go through the rest of these results then, chaps, because Ipswich <clears throat> are out there in front. In second place are Wickham Wanderers, who we're not going to be playing. Um, and Wickham won three nil at Rochdale. They're keeping a very fine pace with Gareth Ainsworth. Am I right? In yep. yeah, yeah. Seat. Um, Fleetwood up next are in third spot. Fleetwood pumped Shrewsbury three nil. Um at Shrewsbury so they're obviously playing well three wins in the last four for Joey Barton's Fleetwood as I believe we're required to say contractually Richard in the same way I'm contractually obliged to say 16 year old Jude Bellingham I can't just say Jude Bellingham there we go um that's a championship Birmingham based gag that only Richard will get um he's very good thank you Coventry are still unbeaten amazingly um they drew 1-1 with Doncaster, um, they're keeping good pace. Sunderland, Jack Ross comes under more and more pressure each week. They beat Mikey's 1.5 favourite team, Milton Keynes Dons, 2-1, um, <laughs> up there in the north east. Um, Blackpool are back in the top six. Um, they won 2-1 against Lincoln, who are absolutely stinking the place out now. Four defeats in five for Lincoln. Um, Marcus Stewart's Bristol Rovers... Uh, He's got nothing to do with them, but they'll always be Martin Stewart's Bristol Rovers <laughs> to me. Um, they beat Rotherham, who we all expected to be up in the in the top six, but Rotherham down in 13th. They beat them 1-0. Um, Peterborough, who are scoring billions of goals every 39 minutes, apparently, they score. Um, they beat uh, Wimbledon 3-2. So Madison and Icer again there. Yeah, another, and I think they're the top two scorers in the Madison. division. So we've got yeah. two strikers with five. They've got two strikers with eight, I believe. I could be wrong about that. Um, Doncaster we've already covered. Oxford uh, beat Gillingham. 13 goals nil. unanswered this week. Seriously? Four of them so were against it's... West Ham as well, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Me. yeah. Um, Shrewsbury, Rodham, Redone, Burton. What did Burton do? They were due to play Berry, so they're a game down. Um, Accrington won away at Southend. Southend are terrible. Tickets on sale for that one. Um, this Monday, I would assume. Um, Pompey, I'm going to be in the way end for Southend because they won't let me buy one a ticket from Southend. How about that? Because I've never bought one before. We're massive, hey? Extra security <laughs> needed. Um, Pompey beat Bolton 1-0. Pompey down the bottom there, got pasted by Southampton in the week. And that is just about the size of it. My extrapolation, gentlemen, says here, even with 44 games in this league, that we have 2.4 points per game. That's up there with when Mick won his first five games in 17-18, um, and it was three points a game for a while. Uh, 105.6 points projected in a 44-game season. So that would obviously be another 4.8 points if that was a 46-game, um, which would take us over the 110 mark. I think we need to recalibrate our expectations here. Top scorers Norwood and Jackson both on five, although as Richard very contrarily pointed out, no goals for Norwood in September. Um, Jackson may be um, in better form. Um, assists, we don't believe in because um, Jonas Knudsen gets an assist for passing it to Bursant Salina, who then runs past three players and curls in the top corner. And Thomas Holy gets one for passing it to Kane Vincent Young. <laughs> so we'll go for key passes. Luke Garbutt, 1.8 per game. Andre Dezel, always high, 1.7 per game. Alan Judge, 1.6 key passes per game. The league high. James Coppinger from um, Doncaster with 3.1 key passes. Plays number 10 every game for them. Are you ready for play your stats right, Richard and Mikey? Bring it on. I'm pitting you against each other. Now, we should point out that Mikey works for the Premier League and may have an advantage here, okay? Because this is a Premier League-based question. 
Okay. So what I have done is I have looked up the top scorer in the Premier League for the past 10 seasons. Okay. I'll give you the first one and then you can take it in turns to say whether the next one was higher or lower. Okay. So in, uh, we'll go with Mikey first. In 2009-2010, Didier Drogba scored 29 goals in the Premier League for Chelsea. The following season, Carlos Tevez and Dimitar Berbatov were tied. But were they higher or lower than um, Drogba's 29, Mikey? Uh, they were lower. That's quite. That was quite a low one. Um, I feel like maybe 19. Yeah, 20. He's good. So that's a point to Mikey. So Richard, Drogba and Tevez tied on 20. Oh, Robin Van Persie in his last season for Arsenal. Um, higher or lower than 20, Richard? Higher, but not by too many. Maybe 25, was it? Oh, he got 30. Yeah, he aged oh, 30. Wow. Yeah. So you've each got a point. Next season, um, is Robin Van Persie again... Um, Mikey, this time playing for Manchester United, but did he get more more goals or less goals than the 30 he got for Arsenal the previous season? I think he got, so I'll go lower, I think he got 27. <laughs> He's good. He's good. He got 26. So that's two points to Mikey. One for Richard, although Richard is getting a few softballs here. Luis Suarez for Liverpool, who <laughs> <laughs> was amazingly suspended for the first four games as well, was the top scorer. Did he get more or less than Robin Van Persie the previous season? I think it's higher. I'm just trying to figure out how many percentage of his goals were against Norwich. All of them. Yeah. Um, 33? He got 31. Yeah. Um, so that's 2-2. Two, two. Um, we're into the 14-15 season here. And Sergio Aguero! Um, did he get more or less than Luis Suarez's 31, Mikey? Less. Less he did. He got 26. That's 3-2. No one has got one wrong so far. Um, so Aguero got 26 in... 14-15, but did Harry Kane in 15-16 for Tottenham get more or less than Aguero? I'm gonna, oh, I'm going to go more, but not by much. Maybe one goal. Oh, that's unlucky. He got one less. Have I gone wrong? One less. One less. He got 25. But Mikey, Harry Kane was also top scorer the next season um, for Tottenham. Did he get more or less than 25 goals that he got the previous season? Um... I'm going to say more. He did. Oh, Mikey's 4-2 up now. It's that man's favourite score. He got 29. But I believe he scored like maybe seven or eight goals in his last three games. I think he got like two hat-tricks. Yeah, there. he, can, yeah, I think he scored as well. Four at Leicester or five at Leicester. Yeah. Um, and that brings us to 17-18. Richard did Mo Salah in his glorious first season at Liverpool score more or less than Harry Kane at the previous season for Spurs? I think it was, was it more? I think it, it starts with a three, doesn't more. it? 32. Um, Mikey has already won and he's got an extra question. But did um, Mo Salah, Sadio Mane and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang score more or less than Mo Salah's ridiculous 32 the previous season? Uh, they scored less. I think they all they each scored 23. Oh, 22. Yeah, very, 22. very good. Okay. Um, I think the clue there is when it's a tie, it's a low total, isn't it? Because more than one person managed to... Yeah, yeah Dion, Dub- Dion Dublin shared a golden boot and I think he only scored 16 one year. With Michael Owen yeah. and someone. Um, yeah, there yeah. you go. That was fun. Hope you played along at home. Um, Richard has one prepared in his pocket now. Um, but I'm glad we got that one out of the way. So, up come Fleetwood next game. Um, we're, Richard and I are scrambling as to um, availabilities for 
peoples, but we'll try and get something out ahead of the Fleetwood game. Um, if we don't, then we won't, and you won't hear it. But um, there might be a this week in ITFC history. Ah. Stan, and Stan and Dave keep threatening it. And Dave's then, in LA. He's back now, I think. Is he? I think he might okay. be back. Yeah. Nice. Um, right. Lovely stuff. Um, we will leave it there. Um, Richard, have you got anything to plug or say? Not really. I mean, uh, Twitter at Ipswich. If you wanna, if you wanna follow, what do about we the gold do machine? Yeah, I should post some foot, more footage. You know, we're posting the 99-2000 goals on this day where we can be in stat when the when when it's worthwhile. The next one will be the four-two Charlton win. I'm trying to remember if there was a good free kick in that match, but I don't think there was. Um, did we deal with the free kick question? I don't think we did in the end, the did 4-2 we? The four-two Charlton game. There was a good free kick, and we scored the rebound. Tony um, Mowbray came back into the defence. Yeah, Mowbray scored. Um, Venus probably killed the free kick and it hits the post. Oh, and then... if we want good free kicks, the Venus one at Watford. Oh, ridiculous. 98, 99, was it? I can't even see it. Yeah, absolutely. Smashed it. That was, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, lovely yeah. stuff. So more of that, um, more of that later. Um, Mikey, anything to plug? Have you made any fun um, Delia Smith um, <laughs> type? things for the telly and we're not like well no, no see i i make things for for telly but it goes out um internationally so you can't see it in the uk however when i was walking back to my car after the game on saturday i peeked into the, the curve bar um i didn't see any poles um but i did <laughs> see um they have um bart's gone to Millwall. they they are illegally streaming premier league football in the curve bar um, which rather excitingly means that if you are in the curve bar when there's a Premier League game on that isn't on Sky or BT, um, you'll get to watch some of the footage that I make um, during the commercial breaks. Um, so that's quite exciting. And also, um, I don't know if this is even legal, Ben, but my, my sister is a, a self-employed oh painter and decorator. Um, and she lives in Needham Market. So if anyone in that era, area needs a painter and decorator she's agreed that blue monday listeners get five percent off um oh. so please please contact me on twitter if you are in need of a decorator That's we need to give stuff. we need to have a, a phrase that they need to say when you when they make contact to confirm the five percent it needs to be something really uh, maybe it's your um good strikers um are the ones who score the ones that have the most chances or whatever that really great phrase no, it's made like was. a password no it's yeah uh, exactly right yeah, yeah it's be careful what you wish for there you go. But you said that now. That means I have to end the show. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jaden Bogle. You can follow the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you can follow the channel at Blue Monday ITFC, um, and you can watch this on YouTube. Just type in Blue Monday, and it will all come up. Right. I've got to not talk over when Mikey does the sign off. So I'm going to count you down, Mikey. Three, two, one. Be careful what you wish for. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.